Hello and welcome to Tully Travels Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Day 10 uh, podcast of Cycling Across America. Um, this is coming to you a bit later. I'm recording this actually on day 11. But um started very well. I got up in the morning. My two hosts, Lowell and Ellen, fantastic people uh, in Youngstown. Um, when I got up at like 6.37 a.m., they had porridge ready for me, tea, coffee, boiled eggs, toast, you name it. Um, so we all had breakfast together and sat around and chatted. It was really, really nice. Um, I'd hoped to be on the road, you know, good and early, like 4 or 7, but I think it was closer to 8 a.m. Uh, before I, I got going. Um, so I kind of ended up hitting a bit of morning traffic, but nevertheless, it was all good. So <coughs> left anyway, um, Youngstown, and it, was, it wasn't it was raining, but it was like threatening to rain. So cold, like the temperature was very, very cold, um, probably like three or four degrees. And now and again, you get like a blast of wind and like it just go all through my body, even though I've been wearing about four layers on my top and like two on my bottoms and like two pairs of socks, my cleats and then my shoe covers for my cleats. Um, I'm wearing like two hats and like a, a schnood to cover my face and everything. But um, what happens then is you start sweating, obviously, if you hit like a bit of a hill and then when you're on a flat or you're going down a hill, the wind hits you and like it's hitting that cold air inside your body, so it's uh, you can't win. But anyway, um, hit the road anyway, and was on like main roads for a few minutes, but then started taking back roads. So that was good. Um, stopped and I'd be chatting to people like on my phone and whatnot. So that was nice. Um, it wasn't going to be a big mileage of a day, but like I was feeling very very sluggish and just had to sort of grind it out. So once I got off the main roads, it was very rural. Um, there was literally nothing to see, just green fields, you know, country houses, some ranches, you know, the odd car here and there, or um, pickup truck and all that. And horses, a lot of horse farms or stud farms around as well and the odd cows knocking about as well. So um, just... Constantly looking at the, the the clock, like seeing the projected finish time and counting down the kilometres and everything. And there ended up being a, two detours along the way, um, which kind of threw a bit of a spanner in the works because it meant I had to take like a hillier route, which I didn't want to. I'm, I'm sort of sick of taking, going up any sort of a hill now and the legs, they're not able for it because I haven't been recovering properly. But um, ended up getting on a bit of a bike trail slash greenway. I think it was called the Western Reserve Greenway or something like that, or trail, uh, which was nice. was on it for maybe about 20 kilometres. So at time to myself, again, you know, spending a lot of time on my own, thinking about things and the days and the cycle and, you know, thinking ahead and thinking of what happened a couple of days back and everything like that. So it's been no harm. But at the same time then, you know, I'm dying then to talk to people. So uh, there's more to run on, more to run on, and I was getting very hungry. 
and there was no shops or anything around. But luckily, I had a bag of crisps and um, I had some treats and nuts and jellies with me. So I was kind of picking away at them and drinking away with the water and everything like that. But uh, then at one stage, I'm sure this man, if he's listening, he won't mind me saying his name. I got a phone call from a friend and we must have talked for 15 or 20 minutes just laughing our heads off uh, a lad by the name of Connor Campbell so uh, it kind of made me day a bit you know, to have a bit of an interaction uh, he was on his way home from work in London so um, just chatting about nothing and everything at the same time so it was a nice little kind of pick me up um, and I, I stopped cycling when I was talking to him so it gave me a bit of a break and sort of felt a bit refreshed then uh, after and kind of cracked on and I think I'd only about 30 kilometres or so to go then so I kind of broke up the day I small but so um, the roads as well over here it's starting to slightly become a problem obviously after their winter they obviously got snow and ice and frost there's all these cracks in the road they're not potholes yet but they're little cracks so when you go over them it's like a little dun dun dun. The back wheel of the bike obviously has taken all the weight with me, me panniers and everything like that. So it's under a lot of pressure. Um and the back wheel needs replacing anyway. Not the tire but the wheel, the rim and all that. So two days ago in Pittsburgh obviously I got it all tightened up and your man said, you know, you need to look at this sooner rather than later because it's just gonna keep happening. So uh went flying down one bit of a downhill or descent and then I could just hear something scraping on the back wheel and thought the spoke has to be loose so I pulled in wasn't the fucking one spoke snapped and I thought oh, bollocks like there's no way I can fix that it totally needs to be replaced and then there was another one loose so when a spoke kind of gets loose or if it's not there if you go over a bump and where that spoke is if you hit a bump or a stone or anything like that it's highly likely you could get a puncture right exactly there because there's no sort of protection obviously it buckles the wheel a small bit as well so taped it up as best I could and sort of was like I just need to get to Cleveland to where I'm staying and off at the best so that's what I done took it very easy so ended up taking it slightly longer than towards the finish because I was just worried I was like if I get a puncture now I'm just kind of done. I'm pissed off enough already as it is. I'm still cold. My feet and my hands are cold. And one more thing will just tip me over the edge. Um, head for the nearest airport and leave the bike outside the door and just say, fuck this. But um, ended up getting to Cleveland anyway. And I was absolutely starving. So not too far away from where I was staying, I seen a, a Wendy's. And I thought... I've heard about Wendy's, you know, they're meant to be good burgers and all that. So I went straight in, left the bike outside, uh, leaning up against a window so I could always nearly keep an eye on it. And ordered food. Um, there was a lot of young teenage kids uh, in there. Um, very loud shouting and roaring, which is fine, you know, we're all young once. But uh, every second word was, you fucking motherfucking bitch, cunt, hoe, and all the other words as well that can be said. So it was a bit intimidating. So um, took a while to get served anyway. And 
concerned by this lady and ordered me food and I don't know, I would say it came to like ten or eleven dollars. So I handed her in I had a fifty dollar note and that was fine and then she gave me my change and I was walking away and I seen she was only give me fourteen dollars back or something like that. And I went, Whoa, whoa, is it sorry? And then she goes, I give you the wrong change and I said, Yeah I said, No problem and she sort of and she was killed apologising. I said, No problem, sure it happens the best of us thanks. So went then and um, was trying to fill up my drink and just um Young fellas kind of bouncing around. And it was all an intimidating kind of thing. Um, obviously, I was there in Lycra and like a high-vis jacket. And, jeez, I looked like I just had been dragged through the fucking, I don't know, sewer. Um, so, like, you know, sweating, right in the face in places, just wrecked looking. So um, I went and I sat down away from everyone in a corner so I could see the bike. And, you know, I didn't want to engage with anyone. So um, a few minutes passed by and didn't the one at the counter, she actually brought my food down to the table. I was trying to keep an eye on the bike and listen for my number at the same time, but she dropped it down and I went, so when she done that, I said, geez, thanks very much. Like, very kind of you. And the young fella goes, oh, you bring the fucking, that fella's food down, what the fuck, and all this. And I thought, oh. I, mean, I was kind of just on edge, then ate the food as quick as I could. Um, I was like, I just want to get out of here now. So, um, edit up anyway, that was fine, but I kind of, I was, it was my first impression of Cleveland, and I was like, oh, jeez, like, what's the story here? But anyways, uh, ended up then going to my host's house, um, fucking one of the biggest houses I've ever seen from the outside. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is, this is a monster. It was like a three-story house in this, like, fancy neighbourhood, like, lawns, all fucking you know perfect and everything and I was like I definitely have to have the wrong address but um kept double checking the message that uh, I'd been sending and received from my host and he was like yeah yeah this is the code to get in the back door don't mind the dog this that and the other so I thought I'd knock on the front door there was no sign of anyone so I was like right, I'll chance going in the back door or to the back of the property um, but then I was like Obviously, things were running through my head. I was like, imagine now this is the wrong house and then someone thinks I'm coming to rob and everything. Everything was running through my head. I suppose because I was tired and cold and, you know, but um, ended up, yeah, ragging off in the garage and taking the bi- the bags off the bike and everything and knocked on the door and the host's wife, uh, her name is Monica, she came out and said, yeah, yeah, you're welcome, come on in and blah, blah, blah. So I got into the house and the host's, the husband, his name is Dave. He was like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'll show you to your room. So brought me up like three or four flights of stairs. Big, huge bedroom. You know, my own bathroom. Oh, I was like, this is luxury. Like, um, just after the day I had as well, like that. This is perfect. He's like, you know, relax. Understand you're tired. Come down if you feel like it. If you don't, no worries either. So um, showered and got all sorted. And... I was like, yeah, I'll go down, just have the crack with them and see what the story is. So Dave's friend uh, was over. He brought some, like, little nibbles, some, like, really lovely fancy food. So we all kind of sat around chatting um, and just uh, had a beer with them and just general chit-chat. They were both relaxing after a busy day. Um, and Monica was running around and a few neighbours came over. There were dogs running around. Like, it was a busy 
busy hour or two, like a lot of people coming and going, but uh, I was nice. So uh, Dave is a judge here in Cleveland, and Monica's wife is, well, she was a former teacher, but now she works closely with a hospital. So, like, they've done very well for themselves, but they've worked very hard, from what I can see, you know. Um, uh, Monica, she was telling me, she has set up, like, I wouldn't call it a rehab program, but it's a thing for women where if they're pregnant, they can go into this house, you know, get clean, start to get their back up on their feet and everything like that. So it works closely with a hospital because um, there's a big, I think she said, well, heroin and I think she said opiate problem here in Cleveland, you know. Um, they could have maybe anything to 700 deaths related to this drug problem in the city every year, which 700 is a lot, like, it's more than one a day, you know? But um, really, really sound people. There are three kids. Uh, they're all raised and graduated from college and everything. So I had a really nice chat with them, and then I toddled off to bed because I was wrecked. They were giving me advice, you know, on what to do tomorrow. They're like, you can stay another day. Like, don't be rushing off. Like, there's no panic, you know, and telling me about a bike shop that I should go to and the route I should take. You know, really, really helpful. And just sort of chill and calm. Like, it was it was great. But um, they're asking me, you know, about other warm showers, hosts and everything like that. And one... One host, I said, oh, yeah, one that kind of stood out. I thought he was a really cool guy, him and his wife. is a man by the name of Chris George and his partner, Danny, with whom I stayed in Washington with. And I said, uh, he was a really cool guy. He actually worked for the Washington Post. And the two of them looked at one another and they go, our daughter's partner works for the Washington Post out of New York. And sure enough, don't the two guys know one another? So I thought, that is so funny. Like, of all the places to end up, and I'm, I'm staying with someone who knows someone, if you know what I mean. Not directly, but, like, in a roundabout way. So, just goes to show you, the world is a small place. So, um, plan, anyway, is to try and get the bike fixed and keep heading west and just see where I get today. Today's not going to be a big mileage day because um, I need a bit of a, a sort of smaller mileage and... So we'll see how we go. But um, just as it was on, obviously, the last few days and everything, like, kind of trying to remember to stay positive. I've all, it's only me that's put myself in this position. The rain has really put a dampener, like, the last number of days on it. And the weather, you know, the cold. Um, there was at one stage yesterday where I was like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. But I know better days are coming and it's just a matter of like gritting the teeth and, you know, gritting and bear because I, I understand like the this great opportunity that I have to fucking do what I'm doing. But um it's about just when you're getting hammered by rain and weather every day. It's like, Oh Jesus, is this really fucking fun in anyone's eyes? But um we wanna keep keep going anyway. Like, you know, I have nothing to really and really complain about. And um, see how we get on. But uh, I was lucky enough this morning, just before um, I had to go to work, to interview Dave Mattia. And you can listen to it right after this.
thanks again uh, to everyone anyway that has been listening. Um, and yeah, if you have any ideas with the podcast or even just want to chat, give me a shout any day and we'll have the crack. And if you have any good stories, I can start putting them on here as well and having a bit of crack. Cheers, everyone, and we'll talk to you later. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tully Travels. I'm joined by another guest, David Mattia from Cleveland, Ohio. You're very welcome to the pod. Hey, glad to be here, James. Dave, uh, first off, I want to say thank you very much for hosting me. Uh, it was a bit last minute uh, on my part, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just sorry for the weather you had to go through to get here. It's, it's uh, early May and we're 20 degrees uh, Fahrenheit below average. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it feels like I'm back in Ireland. <laughs> You're right. Um, I suppose, if you wouldn't mind just telling people that are listening, Dave, uh, whereabouts we are at this moment in time. We're in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, which is a first uh, inner ring suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, there's about a population of 50,000. It's a pretty diverse town. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, you know, relative history here uh, for United States aged towns. But uh, yeah, it's a nice place to live. Yeah, cycling in here seemed very nice. Nice roads, nice neighborhoods. It's very impressive. You've a, you've a fine house as well. We're fortunate. Yeah, yeah very good. Um, do you mind telling the people was what you do for work or your day to day? What what would that involve? Yeah, I'm a judge. I'm a common pleas judge. I handle felony cases and uh, civil cases. So I've handled uh, you know actually today I uh, got a murder case to resolve and uh, or that was yesterday and today I'll have a couple of sentencings and some hearings. Just uh, also run a drug court. Which is very fulfilling. Nice. Jeez, oh, it's, you're a busy man. No, no day is quiet. No, they're all different. Yeah. yeah. That's the great thing about the job, yeah. Aye. Um, I suppose, being from uh, Ohio, um, have you seen much of America or have you seen many other states? Uh, we have traveled a bit. I love to travel. And uh, this is one of the best countries to travel in. I mean, we're so blessed with... Uh, places to see. So I've been to Key West, I've been to Hawaii, uh, I've been to California several times, uh, uh, all over the East Coast. Uh, and then there's the great middle. You know, I, I'm an avid skier, so I've been to all the mountain states. Uh, I've seen the Grand Canyon, which is just spectacular. Uh, but, I've, you know, you see, uh, you know, a lot. Oh, there's a great view from the top of Snowbird in Utah. So, yeah. That's great, and um, I suppose it's very understandable, uh, Dave, that's something for everyone in America, you nearly don't need to need leave, because you have everything you, you need here nearly. Well, we do, but leaving's always healthy, too. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's very beneficial to see how the other half, well, not the other half, but how the rest of the world lives. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I could afford uh, first class, I might, you know, go to Asia, oh, yeah. but I'm not sure I could handle the flight. I've uh, been to Europe a couple times, and, uh, you know, I'd love to go, uh, you know, across the equator. I'd love to go down to Argentina, yeah. uh, you know, some places in South America. Yeah. So, uh, so where the, you'll get there eventually, I'm sure. But um, I suppose one thing I've been asking a lot of the people I've been uh, talking to, in America, there's so many different sports, you know, for every season. You have, you know, football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Do you follow much of it 
here in Cleveland, or are you a, a sports mad? Yeah, city? not as much as I used to be as uh, a younger person. But uh, yeah, in Cleveland, we're not exactly blessed with uh, an abundance of championship teams. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm at the point of life where uh, sports is uh, something that I do uh, to stay healthy. Yeah. So I mountain bike, I road ride. Uh, you know, that's how we, we met. I'm on warm showers, too. I've been a bicycle tourist. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great way to see the world. But uh, as I mentioned, I, I like to ski in the winter. So it makes the winters go faster. That's it. Good to, good to keep active. Um, I suppose as well, obviously, warm showers, you know, it's, it's something I've been using since I've been... In America, it's a great forum, you know, and what's what's your, I suppose, take on it or what what do you like about it? Well, you get to meet interesting people from around the world like, you know, we are right now. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you know, we're lucky we got a big home. It's uh, no, uh, it's, it's not inconvenient to let someone stay. And, um, you know, it's a nice little uh, pause in your life to, to meet someone, you uh, you know, many of our other people coming f- few, through are Americans, but you know, we've had Germans, we've had Brits. Uh, I think you're our first Mick. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and we had a South African who was touring the world. So, you know, when our kids were young, and we got to expose them to people from around the world without leaving our house. Yeah. So, warm showers is fantastic. Sure is. Sure is. Um, I suppose, well, you talked about, or we, we spoke about this yesterday, there's a big Irish population, uh, to your knowledge, in Cleveland. Oh, it's a huge Irish population. I think they're all at the courthouse, too. <laughs> They'll give you a business. Yeah. No, 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 not as defendants. I'm talking to my colleagues. They're, oh, yeah, I mean, if I'm like the rare non-Irish judge on the bench here... Um, so, and you're from County Mayo, yeah. most of, uh, or at least a good portion of Cleveland Irish community is from County Mayo as well. Ackle Island, if I'm pronouncing it right, That's is home to, to many. Uh, there's a colleague who's on the Court of Appeals here who uh, built a Shabin, is that the right word? That's he, right, yeah. He built a Shabin in his garage, and he has a stone from his ancestral home in that Shabin. Wow. Yeah, uh, Sean Gallagher, great guy and uh, really interesting in what he's he's done in life. Jeez, yeah, it's that's incredible. You fly halfway across the world to to meet someone nearly you know, from, right from down the road at home. Um, I suppose with the life you've had, Dave, and you know you've done a lot. What's maybe one memory you have so far that you like that stands out in, in America? the memory of America that I'd like to share. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, nothing specific, just, uh, the graciousness you get from people when you, uh, travel. Uh, you know, people find out that you're on a bike journey and, you know, they open all, all kinds of, you know, hospitality to you, uh, whether it's a meal or, or a house. I, I did the West coast of Michigan and found that to be, True. So, um, yeah, there's a, still a generous spirit here, despite, uh, uh, you know, the stories that you see on the news. Um, yeah, so the news is really a, a, a thin and accurate veneer of, um, it doesn't reflect the soul of this nation. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, because, you know, coming here, I had my own thoughts and things of how it would be here, and... Um, 
it's been completely the opposite. Everyone is so welcoming, friendly. Do you know, it's, it's yeah, What was your impression? What, what did you think was going to be like? Uh, well, just nervous enough, maybe that, you know, Americans might be slightly aggressive. You know, everything is slightly bigger here, the cars. Um, you know, you see on the news, obviously, you know, uh, guns are a big part of American life here. That was uh, slightly nervous, just in case something did go wrong or being in the wrong place at the wrong time, which could happen anywhere. But, um, yeah, it hasn't been further from the truth. It's It's been great. Good. Yeah, but um, suppose we'll finish on this one, Dave. Uh, obviously, having lived in Cleveland for for a good while, what advice would you give to someone if they were thinking of moving to Cleveland? Oh, be happy about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, somebody put it, uh, full city, half price. Uh, I heard recently. So, I mean, we have the world-class Cleveland Art Museum. We have the world-class uh, Cleveland Orchestra. I mean, we have, uh, you know, this is an old industrial town by American standards. So we have the wealth that built these great institutions. We have, you know, uh, professional sports teams, great facilities. We're on a lake. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're into boating or sailing, um, uh, you can join a country club and uh, drive to it in 10 minutes. Uh, you can't do this in in other cities, uh, and even if you're not the country club set, and the amount of free amenities uh, we have a metro park system that dates back over a hundred years that's well laid out. Um, there's all kinds of stuff to do here. Yeah, there's there's something for everyone, as I suppose you could say. Yeah, especially having a lake, I think is um is a big plus in 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 a city, or even just a river running through it because it's. Yeah. Provides an escape of city life for people and yeah. being out in the water. Well, Dave, it was great talking to you and thanks very much. You're welcome. Good luck.